So is this episode 144? Um, Can somebody verify? Because I don't. I'm on my other computer. Let me check. I feel I think, like last one was 144. Yeah. You're right. I think you're right. Actually, I think we're on 145 here. Uh, yeah, this is 145. Okay, perfect. All right, I'm gonna get us started then. All right. All right. Welcome to episode 145 of Tell Me Where to Turn, the official podcast of Sheltering in Place. Indeed. Gentlemen, I am Tommy2 underscore zero on Twitter. <laughs> you can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11. Where you can't find me is on a plane tomorrow morning to Tampa Bay. That's where Gosh. I will not be seen. You can find me on Twitter at pointbreak underscore Dave. By the way, did you guys... That flight's been canceled for a while. Did the American Airlines app troll you guys this morning with, hey, it's time to check in for your flight? Oh, wow. No, I would be livid because I was already mad waking up I, this morning just knowing today was the day. I had to uh, go fetch my phone from the green belt behind my house when that came through as I chunked it about 40 <laughs> yards out the back window. Man, the airline airline shenanigans right now are at an all-time high. I had another trip planned for May that I haven't actually canceled yet on Southwest Airlines. Flying from Nashville to Minneapolis, which is not a popular route anyways. I think there was only two nonstop flights a day there anyways. So my plan was, for the purposes of this trip that I'm no longer taking, was going to fly out nonstop after work in the evening and get there. It's not a terribly long flight. Well, every day I get a new email from Southwest that says, hey, we've adjusted your route. We've adjusted your route because they're canceling flights and consolidating. So what started as a, you know, under two hour nonstop flight is now turned into at least how they have me currently booked a 12 hour total travel time with two stops between here in Minnesota. So needless to say, that trip won't be happening anyways, because I don't believe Major League Baseball will be going on the first week of May. Unless you guys know something I don't know. No, it will definitely not be happening. Nothing will be happening the first week of May. You know what this else is not podcast, maybe. <laughs> what else is not happening is the end of this month after WrestleMania, I was supposed to go to Florida again for the Murray Brothers golf tournament of Bill Murray and friends also not happening. Oh man. This hits me especially hard because it involves golf. Hey, <laughs> normally I, I celebrate your failures, but the involvement of golf makes it hard. Had a nice round yesterday, Tommy. Got all 18 in. It's good. I, I, uh, we, were, we were fully docked because I also had a nice round yesterday. Did you have to walk? We had to walk. There was no, no I... carts <laughs> in due, the... to, <laughs> due to COVID. There was no carts. There was no rakes. There was no ball washers so i have <laughs> swamp crotch pretty bad <laughs> in the in the world of things just continually working out for old tommy the only golf course that's still open with carts in the greater nashville area is basically within walking distance of my house they've closed or made uh walk only every other course in town the course i go to that the only adjustment they've made is they've imported all the golf carts from several other courses so everyone's required to be solo in a cart which i prefer anyways no uh flat or flag sticks permanently installed they have like the little cup blockers so your ball doesn't your ball barely goes in the hole yeah i noticed that too ball washer's gone cooler's gone the little you know sand dumping uh jars are gone you pay online before you get there. Clubhouse is closed. The doors to the bathroom are propped open, which makes things extra interesting. If you like to ratchet it up a notch here or there. Also, no uh, no cart girl when we were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, food and beverage sales have been completely halted. What was hilarious is yesterday, the phenomenon that I experienced was everybody pretty much in the same boat. place was packed because this is the only place you can go play with a cart. There were so many people that had just brought like their entire extended family out there with them just to walk or hang out with them. I mean, we're, we're looking at the group in front of us. There's four guys with golf clubs and about 30 people in the party just 
<laughs> making their way around the corpse. Just to be outside. Yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing, I mean, there's, there's like nothing else to do, so people are doing it. So your preference is to be one person per cart when well, you're playing my, around? My preference is in a situation like yesterday where I'm trying to get in 18 after work, having everybody with their own cart, you can play, you know, exponentially okay. faster. No, if, uh, if okay, it's a Saturday morning and I'm out there with buddies, no, I want to be in the cart with somebody hanging out, side bets, having fun. But if it's, you know, we're teeing off at 455, I'm going to try to get as far down there as I can before it gets dark. So, yeah, the that case, let's everybody have their own cart and let her rip. We only, got to th- we only got to 13, though, yesterday. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it was it was slow moving. Well, I mean, like I said, you had a family reunion taking place in front of us. <laughs> I mean, it is a global <laughs> Ladies pandemic. Ladies nursing so. babies on the fairway. <laughs> really, really makes sense. Uh, let's bring it on down for a minute. Indeed. Which one of the three people in this podcast was informed yesterday that they're taking a 20% pay cut temporarily? Dave, was oh. it you? No, it, it was not me. Glenn, was it you? It was not. In fact, I believe around the same day that Shelter at Home was instituted in Dallas, I received notice of something going the exact opposite direction from the pay standpoint. Wow. Also, sympathy out to uh, the planet Earth, yes. Uh, thoughts and prayers. So, yes, we were... Shocked to receive word yesterday. They had, the way they did this was actually genius. So without getting too much into company policy, this is all basically public knowledge, but a lot of our facilities that are located throughout the U.S. have just had to close down because of lack of business or inability to operate legally because of the restrictions in place. So a lot of people were displaced from work that are on hourly wages. The... Um, heartwarming letter from the CEO goes out that says, hey, everybody that was affected that's, you know, furloughed or at home, we're going to pay all their benefits and 70% of their wages. And people were just slapping each other in the back. Like, what a great company. They didn't have to do this to these hourly people. They're going to pay 70% of their salary. Well, then the next day, the next email went out and it was like, oh, and by the way, let us tell you how we're going to fund that salary for all those people they got let go. All the corporate employees, yeah, you're taking a 20% cut in pay for the same duration of time. We're all in this together. Has the has the duration been set or is 60 it 60 days? So 20% less pay for 60 days for you. What is that? Like 3 400 grand? That's that's kind of where I was at. It was definitely over a quarter million. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 a couple of commas involved in it. <laughs> So, wow. if for those for those worrying about me, I'll I'll uh, put my Venmo handle up. Uh, <laughs> no, off, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Off, uh, the number of listeners worried about you is definitely at zero. <laughs> as a as a neighbor of mine, one David Ramsey, I don't know if you've heard of him or not. He said Dude. to act your act your wage, and I have long adhered to that policy. So we'll be fine. Things will be fine here in the Tommy household. But what I was surprised to learn, and this is where I wanted to go with this note, there are a lot of people. Oh, and, and I should clarify, too. I'm in what they call senior leadership. Ooh. Or maybe it's senior leadership. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, go back to the hourly employees. <laughs> the people that are below senior leadership level only had to endure a 10% pay cut. So it wasn't 20% across the board. So mine was slightly higher. I would have been absolutely floored at the amount of difficult conversations I've had to have with people today that have essentially told me that the 10% cut um, could put them in severe financial peril. And I don't mean that in in a way to make light or make fun of anybody, but it does bring into light the um, right on the margin nature that apparently the majority of folks are living on. So, and they're on the 60 day window too, right? Yeah, everybody at the corporate office is on the 60-day window. That's so correct. you're getting they're getting four checks that are knocked down 10% and then it should be back to normal. Yeah, I mean assuming assuming that we don't go bankrupt in the next 60 days, yes. And that's uh you're really on the margin if you can't float that. Yeah, you're running you're running razor thin if you can't 
if you can't take a 10% hit um, for 60 days. Man. But yeah, so, it's been a it's been a tough it's been a tough uh, been a tough day to be in in senior leader in senior leadership. So were you really trying to console these people, or just send them like a Google image of some bootstraps and just say pull these? <laughs> <laughs> were you when they called looking for sympathy? Were you like, listen, I, I know it's like I'm having to ride in a golf cart with another guy right now. <laughs> He doesn't look exactly like me either. I typically just buy out the entire foursome. Now I'm only having to, yeah, I'm actually having to play with other people. This is ridiculous. No, it's tough because there's a part of you that has made wise financial choices over the year that wants to just tell people like, come on, this is, you will be fine. Uh, But then, you know, balancing that out with obviously just the uncertainty and shock of the situation. But yeah, I mean, my message to people is, man, be glad you have a job. Like, there's about 6 million people that would love to be getting a 10% pay cut right now. Yeah, no kidding. Yes. One thing I did find out about the state of Tennessee is it it has the second lowest unemployment payout of any state in the U.S. Would you like to know what it is? Tell me if you could could live on this. The ma- this is the maximum benefit for unemployment. So if you max it out, it's two hundred and thirty dollars uh, a week. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. So, so, so for you, a whole month, you'd be ba- essentially getting nine hundred dollars to live off of. Could you make that happen? So, and that's the max. So someone making, max. oh yeah, somebody making forty k a year ain't getting the two thirty a week. <laughs> Man. Goodness. No, you could not make that happen. Yeah, you don't think so? No, you would definitely have to go into the underground film industry to to pay your bills. I mean, what? So 900 a month. I mean, what if you're in the dirtiest of apartments? What's that? 550? Oh, and in in Nashville it's probably more than that. Honestly, I mean, you're probably you're probably close to that. You're I mean, maybe 800 and I'm talking I mean, that's somewhere where you would be um you'd probably be in in danger 24/7 at that point. Yeah. Some type of home invasion. That's rent and an electric bill. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're drinking water and Yeah, I mean, that's having a hand bologna sandwich every day. I mean, greens fees. Can't even figure it. I mean, if you if you if it was just you know water and ramen noodles, you might squeeze out nine ninety nine a month for the network, the WWE network. I mean, you gotta you gotta do something to pass the time during the day. <laughs> what are you gonna watch it on your sweater? <laughs> you can't afford <laughs> TV. You <laughs> already have it. You'd be okay. Oh, you're not. You're not affording internet, though. <laughs> That's a good point. You'd have to steal somebody's. Uh, you're just running the the cable underneath your door <laughs> from the apartment next door. I'd be running a cable attached to the door, but it wouldn't be for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Uh, well, um, staying on the business page. You guys are familiar with the company Bird of the scooters, the ah, you know a little downtown. Yes, very scooters. familiar here in the Music City, in the TriStar State. So, just out of curiosity, just you know, taking your guys' temperature on this. So those scooters are mainly for traversing downtown when you're out exploring a city. Um. How do you think that business, also considering it's a shared scooter that other people have touched and been on, how do you think they're doing right now? My guess would be not well. Apparently, (laughs) unless they figured out a way to convert those scooters into N95 masks. (laughs) (laughs) They They are not doing well, and I bring this up because I was reading an article this morning, and... We've actually touched on this in a past episode. Just we've all been in positions now that we are managers and leaders of companies that 
we had to inform people that they were being terminated. And we've talked about how those went. And then we've also shared stories about how more wide, company-wide layoffs have been handled. Bird went with an interesting way to handle some layoffs they were having to do. So apparently that company, which is, I believe, just over a thousand employees, they have a all-hands meeting every Thursday, right? I believe they have multiple offices, so this is usually done over Zoom, which we are all using all the time now. We need to talk about Zoom etiquette in here in a second, but were you talking uh, about if you should have it out or in? <laughs> I'm just talking about some people need to understand that you can mute that. Like if you're not talking, maybe you should just go ahead and turn your microphone off there, pal. Um so shortly before this all hands meeting was supposed to start, everyone in the company gets a cancellation notice. Like, we're not doing it. Then people received a Zoom meeting for the next day. But people started to notice that it was a hidden recipient list of who got this invite. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I like where this is going. Indeed. And then as is normal, of course, everyone's working from home, the... Slack channel started blowing up with people tech or messaging each other. Hey, did you get this? Did you get this? And then as people are doing their investigation on who got it, they noticed another thing that's odd. Instead of the normal just Zoom meeting where full participation by all the recipients, this was a Zoom webinar, which means no, no one's... No no comments, no participation, except by the one person that's hosting it. Ah, yes. Love where another, this is going. Another red flag. So people joined this webinar, the 406 people out of the thousand that got it. Whoa. Jo- joined this webinar, and uh, out of the ordinary... Uh, they said their meetings are very prompt. Like if it says 10.30 a.m., it's starting at 10.30 a.m. So these people all join the webinar. They're greeted to just static because none of them can talk. And a slide, one slide of a PowerPoint that's not in their colors or their font or oh, their, no. their traditional, you know, how big companies, you all have your PowerPoint slides. That oh boy, are made. I could, I could do a whole episode about that. <laughs> These were not, this was just a very plain text slide that just said COVID-19. So after five minutes of static where, like I said, none of the participants can comment or do anything. They just hear static. A, pre-recorded voice comes on of a woman, not their CEO. Their CEO is a dude that says something along the effects of obviously many businesses have been affected by COVID-19. We are one of them. You are now basically all terminated. (laughs) And that was the end of the meeting. And then it just ends. (laughs) Credits roll. How... Hunger Games is that just the voice comes on and it's like a pre-recorded voice. Yeah, you're all fired. Man. That's how we have to do our last episode for the show. <laughs> the show is now terminated. Well, and I've seen some of that. There are several people, you know, millions that have been affected and I know some that have been laid off from their jobs and seen comments of uh you know, I've worked here for X number of years and I just get laid off and it wasn't even, uh, it wasn't that example, but it may have just been a phone call, not like, not even in person, even though I've been there for a number of years. Well, the flip side of that is I've seen some other stuff where uh, companies did lay off several employees and they did it all face to face. And now maybe the person who did all the laying off uh, is critically ill because they had contact with a hundred or more people to notify them that they're being laid off. So, <laughs> so is that part of the severance package? <laughs> yeah. You get to be intubated. 
I'm not I'm not comfortable with the fact that Tommy just moved his camera and we can now clearly tell he's sitting on the floor. Yes, I am seated a la Alistair Black style. I've just rolled into the room. And I am now seated here ready to commence podcasting. No, man, I've been uh I've been sitting in an uncomfortable chair all day. I'm just trying to Trying to mix it up, you know, just do things a little different. Yeah, and you do that to keep it keep yeah. it fresh. But sometimes, we covered that last week. Yeah, sometimes it's not about that. There's anything wrong with doing it the same way every time. It's just that you need to do it different. That's all. Sometimes you just need to so jazz things you, up. You haven't been able to order some new work from home furniture in the last week. Just have that delivered curbside. No, I've commandeer the dining room table chair uh not very comfortable and we're just we're just rolling with that until uh until things turn around you know that 20 percent pay cut brother that's good point i had ran up when you feel like a jack a jack wagon if like you're about to get fired and you spend your last like remaining discretionary money on an office chair to work for the company that fired you come on (laughs) And didn't you just recently make several uh, upgrades and such to the house right before? Well, and that's another that's another issue for uh, for discussion. Put a, put a rather large deposit down on some house upgrades, so fifty percent down up front. And now being told that the work that was to be done can't because they're on quarantine. So we're just riding that out to uh, knowing at some point, you know, maybe they'll pick up or if that small company goes broke and they've got, they've got literally thousands and thousands of my dollars. Man, man, that is uh, a lot of first world pains going on here. I agree. You guys are missing out because uh, being in Austin now, like when you turn on the, uh, local news you get i mean i guess it's probably like one or two sit down interviews that they just keep replaying clips of but of course we have to check in with mcconaughey and see and see his thoughts because and by the way i don't know if i've just been in austin you know whatever six months now and it just happened i guess longer than that really starting to like that guy all right all right <laughs> Huge fan of McConaughey, man. Dude, I, I heard something for him. today about, if it was the, it wasn't the mayor that introduced him, but it was like a city judge and introduced that despite his amazing animal magnetism, she was managing to stay at least six feet away from him and then introduced him. And then he gave this impassioned speech about staying at home and yeah. if there's any city that can overcome this, that we, that Austin can do it and I'm sorry all you college kids have had all this extra responsibility put on you, but you've got to do, you know, you got to do your part as well. I mean, he's an American hero. Yes. I'm going to need to seek seek this out. I haven't seen this. I want to see this. I believe one of his lines was, are you guys staying at home? Be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) Oh, just keep living was in there too. So is this this today? I have to find this. I think it was today or yesterday, but that that guy's, that guy's amazing. Oh man. But I gotta tell you, man, speaking of amazing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the next two nights are going to be pretty amazing. I hope so. I hope so. Did you, either of you watch the video I sent you? Uh, not yet. The one that says message from your pastor or the (laughs) one you said would have been a good idea for the fiend versus Cena. The one that, uh, this guy basically fantasy books both nights of uh and this was he did this a few weeks ago so like a lot of the like he still has roman reigns in there which i think is not so gonna happen WWE. that's true but he has a, a interesting idea but should we get into this should we start yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we've been asked on Twitter for our opinions because there are betting lines and DraftKings free contests available. So I think we should, yeah, we should go down this very hodgepodge, thrown together, bizarre card that's going to unfold over the next two nights and give our thoughts. It's what the, the people clash, demand. Clash of the Immortals, WrestleMania 36. It's what the okay. people demand. So I have the card in front of me and this was updated 
six hours ago. So let's the- also throw out there, are we, the three of us, entering into any sort of agreement here with the low man on the totem pole when it's all said and done has to watch and or do something, likely just to watch something and review it? I would love that, as long as it's not me. <laughs> well, it's probably going to be you because you have yet not to lose one of these. <laughs> could, this could be my turning point. I'm feeling pretty good about what, what I've got, uh, my knowledge right now on this. Feeling pretty good about this. All right. So uh, if Dave wants to run through the card, I'll try to track who all everybody picks. I like it. All right. So I don't know if this is going to be the order. This is the order they're written in, though. Women's tag match: the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And I had heard that Kari Sane was potentially trapped in Japan, but I guess she's made it back. Is that what we're to understand? I mean, well, what am I joking? She's here with me right now. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this this actually is one of the harder ones for me to predict on the whole card. I feel like a lot of them are pretty obvious where they should go. I think this is hard. You see, I think I think Bliss and Nikki Cross will beat the uh, COVID Warriors. I mean, the Kabuki <laughs> Warriors. Is it bad that I was actually thinking the same thing? Not not that I was going to make that insensitive joke, but I was like, it would be just like Vince to have this be like the opening match and have the uh, Asian team take a huge <laughs> take a huge convincing loss to the. Uh... <laughs> Non-Asian team. Yes, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with Cross and Bliss on this. Are you writing these down, Glenn? I'm writing them down right now. And what I'm writing down by Glenn 3 underscore 11 is that the Kabuki Warriors will retain. Oh, right. I would be okay being wrong there because that is my favorite women's tag team. I just I think Vince is too much of a patriot to let this happen. (laughs) Because, you know, Nikki Cross, the good American that she is. So let's move on. We have Otis in a singles match versus Dolph Ziggler. I'm so excited for this one. If this isn't the main (laughs) one night, I I predict predict that Dolph is going to have to eat a bunch of high impact moves from Otis and is going to take the one, two, three in the middle. Oh, the yeah. crowd will go wild. <laughs> Otis. I, I agree. You can't have Otis lose after all this. I did hear, a, and it may have actually been in that video, guy had a funny idea for making Mandy Rose the guest referee. <laughs> Which, hey, I'm depending on, on what that referee shirt's looking like, I could be talked into this. <laughs> all right. So, next we have. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Glenn, you need to go first on this one. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I guess either way, Black wins, but I will take (laughs) Black Mass. (laughs) Actually, you could could use that to describe both (laughs) of them as well. Alistair is definitely winning this. There's no point to Bobby Lashley winning this at all. I agree. I hope that this is so convincing and so quick of a match that it levels Black up into a more prominent role and that Bobby Lashley eats the Black Mass within three minutes. I think that's going to be a trend for Much most like of Much like Lana's been doing. <laughs> I think most of these matches are going to be pretty short just because not having the crowd there and stuff. I think you're going to see a lot of stuff that's maybe not just two or three minutes, yeah. but under 10 for sure. There's no reason for Lashley to, for this match to go on longer. Lashley's only role right now is to get heat and put guys over and black is the ultimate guy to get over right now. All right. All right Let's have love Tommy pick first this time. We have King Corbin versus Elias. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to walk with Elias on this one. I'm a little worried because of that huge bump that he took, that they're going to use that as some kind of an angle here. 
that's the risk you run with this pick, but I'm going to walk with Elias. I, as much as I want to, because I love Elias, I got to go Corbin here. I, I really feel like, here's the problem with Elias. His act doesn't play well in empty arenas. <laughs> so they really just need to give Elias like the next three months off and then just bring him back. Yeah. And they probably do need to let Corbin beat somebody at some point to keep him viable as a heel because he loses every match. Yeah, yeah, I feel like since this, King of the Ring. I think this crushes Corbin if he if he loses. So I, I think Corbin's winning. And there's rumor, I wasn't gonna say this till we all picked, but there's rumor that they're talking about Corbin getting in a program with Gronk headed into SummerSlam. So Well, maybe that'll be good. Maybe Gronk will cost him this match. Well, it could happen that way. All right. So next we have, I guess I'll pick first this time. We have Angel Garza and Austin Theory versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Champions. Ah, man. I feel like this one's a little bit difficult, but I think I got to raise the red cup and pick the Street Profits. I can tell you that profits are going to be up in, in the <laughs> performance center. And if the street profits don't win, it's 50-50 that I cancel my WWE <laughs> network subscription. Yeah, I want the smoke on this one as well. I, 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 man, honestly, I don't think I'd put money on this one. I could see, I could see a scenario where Garza and Theory win, but. but why would they throw a team together at the last minute with no storyline build just to take the belts off the Street Profits? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. I'm just telling you, just telling you, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, sounds very well thought out. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty extensive breakdown. <laughs> All right, so next we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Defended in a ladder match with The Miz and John Morrison versus The New Day versus The Usos. So, is that what this is? Because The Miz is not. I thought yeah, he was. Yeah, rumor home. was The Miz was out of this match due to a fever. This is what on the WWE section of CBS Sports was posted six hours ago. Okay, so assuming this doesn't go to a singles match. I don't know why they would put it back on the Usos again. They've had it. They haven't done anything. I'm going to stick with Ms. Morrison retaining, even if it means Morrison has to fight uh, in a singles program against one of the Usos. Hold on. You know that it's a three-way, right? With the New yeah. Day. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I'm not, worried about, I'm not worried about the New Day here. Okay. I, I think Ms. and Morrison, whatever combo it is, I think they retain. I think if neither one of them go to the ring, they find a way that they keep the belts. I'm going to... I'm going to go the, the, the Usos win. Change it up right. a little bit. Is that just All because right. that the local Florida government's being very lax on misdemeanors right now? So you feel like they may they may be safe to put the belt on them and not have to worry about any kind of legal troubles for a little bit. That's that's the hope, man. That's the hope. I, no, I just I think something. I don't know. I think they want to get the Usos and New Day back in their program for the 18th time, and they need to have the titles. One of those two teams. And I don't think it'll be the New Day. All right. Now this is one I am excited about. The Intercontinental Championship, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. I'm counting on this to be a really good match because Sami Zayn, I've watched some of his old stuff recently. He's way better than they've been using him as far as what he can do in the ring. Absolutely. And I think I think with the no crowd, uh, with so much of an emphasis being put on the work, I want this to be a great match. Sami Zayn's going to win this match. Somehow. Uh, I'm going Zane as well. Yeah, I'm going Zane as well. 
that is also compounded by something I read that said Daniel Bryan was wanting to work a reduced schedule for the next six months, but hey, don't worry about that. <laughs> Table talk. All right. Now, another match that could be good if done well, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Ooh, interesting. Um, some of this might just be hopeful or wishful thinking, but I'm going with Rollins because I think the only the biggest way for him to continue to build his current character and that faction is for him to win here. And again, it's, we're not in front of a crowd. This is in front of a crowd. Then maybe it's have KO take you know get the win. But I'm going Rollins. I'm going Owens. I think, I think they want to stretch this out, and for some reason, I feel like Owens winning this one helps their feud stretch out more than Rollins winning. Interesting. I'm going Messiah all the way here. I think I think Owens can bounce back from the loss easier than the way they've built up the Messiah character, and I think they can pivot him really easy to some other feud that'll be interesting. I feel like a, a like loss for the Messiah here would totally kill the movement. So I'm going I'm going Monday Night Messiah. I think this might be where Dave just lost the bet, actually. <laughs> oh. like this, we may look back at this moment and be like, this is where Dave ended up having to re- finally review something. Well, now we have something that... There's a lot of different ways we could pick this one. SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Sasha Banks versus Naomi... Versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina. I'm not going first. Am I going first? Let's let Glenn go first. All right, go ahead, Glenn. Um, so I think the uh, the default is either going to be Bailey or Sasha. I to me, there's no way Lacey Evans or certainly not Tamina. Like, even in the show a couple weeks ago. If Tamina wins, what will you do? (laughs) Say it, make a bold claim right now. Do it. Do it. We want to hear it. Just give us a bold claim. I don't. uh, I will consider taking a 10% cut in my pay. (laughs) Um, Which I already kind of do that, you know, through through my tithing. So, for the Lord. That's right. So, um, it's not going to be those two. I think it's going to be Naomi. That's who my pick is. I actually love that pick. So I want I want Tommy to pick next. Well, I can't believe I was picking Naomi. I can't believe he did that. I think it's going to be Naomi too. I think I think the whole match is going to be revolving around getting some kind of Sasha and Bailey feud finally happening. They're going to cancel each other out because that's the match everybody's always wanted to see happen. Get that on the books for SummerSlam or Survivor Series or whatever makes sense. And then Naomi's there to pick up the scraps and she gets a little bit of a you know rocket ship strapped to her for the short period of time. Because um, they don't need the belt to have a Sasha Bailey match. That'll stand on its own. All right, I'd love so- Lacey to win, but I, I mean, I don't, it doesn't make sense in storyline. But I mean, I think she's terrific. I just don't, I don't think it makes sense for her to, for her to take it right now. Right. So... Can I get bonus points if I pick the winner of Bela, Sasha, Naomi, Lacey Evans, and Tamina to be Nia Jax? <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. You, anybody pick whoever you want. I'm not giving you a bonus point for it, but if that's what if that's what you want to do, that's what you're down for. I'm writing this no, down. I, I'm, oh. I'm I'm going Bailey. Okay, but Nia Jax, <laughs> Nia Jax in parentheses. Just in case it happens. Just in case it happens. All right. Now, we'll, we'll see if Glenn has enough blood getting to his brain to even see the end of this match. But we have Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Man. I'm going to be so distracted the whole time. Hey, Glenn, how great would it be to be there live for this match? <sighs> Would have been phenomenal. Um, I think this is this might be the toughest one to pick for me. Um, 
Just because you actually really couldn't pick if you had to decide right now. <laughs> because of that reason. And because you could see, you know, boosting one of them, e- either of them, boosting them for, you know, uh, various reasons. But um, I think Ripley's going to win to give NXT a big win during the show and to continue just to give her a big push. I'm picking Charlotte. I think I think Charlotte wins, goes down to NXT, has some matches for a few months, kind of cool her off on the main roster, but she's still technically a champion. And then that allows Rhea Ripley to move to the main roster because she's no longer having to defend the NXT title. I'm going to go with the queen. I think she's had some of the best WrestleMania matches. I think this will be there. I think they'll do it in such a way that it doesn't kill Rhea's, uh, you know, future prospects. But, uh, but no, I think, I think Charlotte's going to win this and win it clean. Maybe even with the figure eight. And if we were only in Tampa, maybe later that night at the Cambria hotel, she'd be putting Glenn in the figure eight. (laughs) There is no chance we'll ever stay at a Cambria. <laughs> no. There's one part of that that's not realistic, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have to have the figure eight and a riptide guaranteed <laughs> for me to set foot in one of those again. <laughs> All right. So sticking with women, we have Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. I am taking the queen of spades, the submission magician, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I think they, I think Becky's now had the belt for an entire year. I think they, it's time to get the belt off her, as you said earlier, cool her off, get her recalibrated in some kind of a different role slightly makes perfect sense. And this is not my own thinking. I read this in a research article I was doing earlier today. Shayna's act may play well in an empty arena. I agree with that. Glenn, who are you picking? Well, we might point to this, and this is where I end up reviewing something, because I'm sticking with the man. Mm. Becky Lynch. Well, here, here was my theory, and then I'll tell you why it's flawed and I could be wrong. My theory was the entire... They basically quote-unquote, ruined the women's elimination chamber by having Baszler just run over everyone and look like a monster. So my thought was, they wouldn't possibly have her basically kill that whole match to just have her lose to Becky Lynch. But then they built up the Fiend to just have him go lose the 50-year-old Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. So... <laughs> what do I know? That's that's a it's a great point. All right. And now in the world of future CTE Edge versus Randy Orton last man standing match. So I'll go first. I, I just have one question. Is this Okay, this is not a like retirement match for Edge, right? Like the intent here is he's returning for minimal, but he, it's this is not a WrestleMania. No, I've, and he's I've done, read right? he signed a Brock Lesnar style contract where he's under contract for multiple years but limited appearances. Okay, then Edge is winning this because I see no point for him to do all this and then lose if he's yeah. going to be around. No, they don't have you send your wife out there to take an RKO if you're not going over in this match. So, yes, Edge will win this match. He will get some measure of revenge. Yeah, Edge Edge certainly wins. And now we are on to Big Match John. John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse match. So this is one of the ones they're going to trick up and shoot cinema style. I pray that they add sound effects. 
That would be amazing. Movie style punch and kick sound effects. <laughs> amazing. Will Rambling Rabbit. Have a, I, I, have hey, a, have I bet they part. could have like a, you know, fully animated Rambling Rabbit that actually gets up and puts an attitude adjustment or an FU on John Cena. Um, it makes no sense for Cena to win this match. So Bray Wyatt, if, if they if they continue to kill the fiend by having him lose this match, then I may cancel my subscription. It makes no sense. No. And what's funny is it would simultaneously kill the fiend and kill Cena. Cause everyone, you know, already like the wrestling fans criticize Cena for even being at WrestleMania, like taking up a spot. If he comes in and then just beats the hottest act they have going, the fans would never forgive Cena. Yeah, it's definitely the fiend for me. And I've also read that that uh, Cena's a big fan of Bray Wyatt outside the ring, that he's a big fan of his work, and probably if he can do something to help right the horrible wrongs that were done in Saudi Arabia, they'll do that. I'll, I'll the worst ahead. thing to happen in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and save you guys the time of watching that video I sent you, but since we all have talked about, you know, doing this cinema style and, you know, taking advantage of the fact that it's pre-recorded with no crowd and doing something special along those lines that we've been talking, this guy had a, uh, an interesting idea and he was talking about how kind of in the promos, the fiend is be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take away your, your legacy. I'm going to take away, you know, all that stuff. So from Cena. So he was saying, at some point, you know, at the culmination of the match, uh, the fiend should get the mandible claw on Cena, take him to the mat, then slowly all the lights in the arena go out, and when they come back on, he still has Cena in the middle of the ring in the mandible claw, but instead of hustle, loyalty, respect Cena, he's back to the basketball jersey and chain like the thugonomic Cena. And then the lights go out again, and then he's back in like the red shorts, like his very first debut, and he's like slowly killing off every <laughs> Cena there's ever been. Kind of genius. Idea. Yeah. Of course, they did the Thugonomics thing last year when he came when he out. came back, yeah. Yeah, against Elias. All right. Undertaker AJ Styles Boneyard match. Pretty excited about this. Boneyard hopefully means graveyard and not something else. <laughs> We're going to have to hopefully air that one after nine o'clock. I'm going with the dead man here. I don't think you, I don't think you, you lose the dead man loses in a boneyard match. No, I got the undertaker. I got styles. And I think this could be an extremely unique and enjoyable experience or the, biggest like dumbest train wreck of of both nights <laughs> all right so we all right so give me think, styles on that think about the fact that the, they're filming this cinema style they they could probably end up making the undertaker look really great in this match because they could take breaks water breaks rest breaks bathroom breaks refilm scenes shoot to hide his gut this could this could be the best the undertaker's looked in 15 years due to the if it's as style. good as as the promo we did on monday it's going to be fantastic that was a phenomenal promo i'm glad you brought that up glenn that you was said, really did good you say phenomenal ironically you know what i should have um, <laughs> he's a genius just, this guy pal well i, I guess i was gonna say i mean, just mentioned that like I find I have too many occasions where I'm walking in and around my house and Vince McMahon's voice. Like the other day, I went out because I needed something to do outside. So I walk out in the driveway because I'm going to pull the, the trash can, the recycle can out of the alleyway and put it back up. And they hadn't picked them up yet. I'm walking down my driveway and I'm like, God damn it, pick up the cans or something like that. Not knowing that my neighbor is outside in her backyard. <laughs> I've just said this out loud. Merry, Merry Christmas. Good yes. gum, pal. <laughs> Gotta have class. Um, no, I, I honestly, the Undertaker at some point has to hang it up. And he, knowing him, he's got to put someone over on the way out. 
And this may be it. It's not going to be this year. All right. So now a match that we were all excited to see live and in person. Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. I mean, I feel like it'd be wrong not to let Glenn go first here. <sighs> so this is a struggle. Because I think everything points to this is it's Drew's time that this has to happen. But I also keep telling myself, well, they're taping all this and they may know that they're going to be going away for a while. And then maybe they can come up with something where Lesnar wins, but he just kind of screws over McIntyre, where when they come back before crowds, they can hype it as McIntyre gets his revenge or another shot or something like that. But I also think we could just have McIntyre win and Lesnar kind of do the same thing and just run this back in front of a crowd to give Drew his big moment in front of the crowd later on. So I'm still going McIntyre. And if he doesn't win, I'll probably be calling Tommy sobbing as if my pay was just cut. <laughs> they they said uh, Lesnar got real upset at the performance center and didn't want to be there and was causing trouble and got in an argument with Vince during the filming. I think all those signs are favorable for a McIntyre win here. Give me the Scottish psychopath. When... <clears throat> We all left the rumble. We are all under the impression that we'd be seeing this live. I was sure that Drew McIntyre was going to win and that Glenn was going to cause all the small children to cry when he was just over-celebrating. Now I think it's changed. McIntyre still wins, but Glenn oh, okay. just won't be there. <laughs> There's only two small children that will be crying here. And I think the final match, as we've been informed, it will no longer be Goldberg versus Roman Reigns versus Leukemia. It'll be Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. Yeah, Leukemia actually got an assist in the changing of this match. It's one of those opponents you just can't keep down. You think you've got it beat, and here it comes out of the curtain again to interfere. Indeed. So what do we think here? This is tough. Hold on. First stuff. Let's all say if it was Goldberg Reigns, Reigns wins, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Goldberg's going to win this match. Do we know for sure that it's Strowman? Is that like 100%? I think that's 98%. I would assume by the time Friday Night Smackdown goes off the air tonight, we'll know 100%. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Goldberg wins this match. It seems really strange for them to build this whole thing up, and then just pick an arbitrary guy out of the you know roster that wasn't booked with anybody, and then put the belt on him. So I think they're gonna sit tight with Goldberg, and then do get to where they wanted to get um, once the crisis is up. Man, can you if if Goldberg wins? And I'm kind of leaning that way. Him trying to jackhammer Strowman is going to be the worst looking thing ever. Like he can barely do it to people that are smaller than him. I actually don't think he can do it. So you got to pick figure or... out another way to no, get to the I'll, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Goldberg. All right. So we'll go now to evidence B of me having to watch something <laughs> here in the near future. Um, Braun Strowman, he, he had some time in the Wyatt family, didn't he? He did. He did. Fiend recently lost to Goldberg and afterwards seemed to be none too happy about it as he randomly just screamed at him standing there in front of all the people of Saudi Arabia. They're going to work out a way that before, during this match, that the Fiend is going to interfere and disable Goldberg, and then Strowman is going to slam him into the middle of the ring, beat him clean in the middle, and Braun Strowman will be the universal champion. Wow. What You're if... going to be reviewing a documentary, pal. <laughs> 
dead gum, pal. What if yeah. what? Oh, you know what? I was I was gonna say something, but I don't think it it would play well in front of a crowd. But I don't think it would. I don't think it's they're gonna do it. I was gonna say, what if they do the spot where Goldberg either superplexes Strowman off the top or vice versa in the ring breaks, and then that's the end of the match. Goldberg retains, but there's no Strowman doesn't take a loss. Hmm. But that gets a huge reaction when the crowd's there. I don't know right. if you, I don't know if that works in an empty arena. Right. Probably just makes it look like they have shoddy equipment. <laughs> it's like those performance center rings are not the so best. Kind of if it ends up not those, being pal. if it ends up not being Strowman, you're y'all are sticking with Goldberg against just whoever it is. Unless it's Reigns. Yeah, if it's okay. Roman, I'm taking Roman. If 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 that whole thing's been some kind of a work and he comes out, you know, like pushes leukemia out of the way and the big dog's yard is the performance center for that night. I'm taking Roman hundred percent. Okay. And we're all in agreement there, but otherwise I will, uh, I'm taking Stroman or I'm taking the field. So <sighs> if the music hits and the dream walks out and has the <laughs> arms out wide spinning down the ramp, just know that I have Velveteen dream. As my wow, pick. that would be amazing. What if, so, what if it's what if it's bro? What if bro hits? Oh man, they just I go gotta through. go find <laughs> some sandals to kick off. That is actually the best idea. They should have gone no with. No way they will do that. I know, but can you imagine though if if for whatever reason they go off the air tonight and it's unclear who he's gonna fight and then the bro music hits? How many? Like roofs will like that. Like roofing contractors will be busy for years <laughs> after WrestleMania. So let me ask you this: one thing that I mean, they're doing it two nights. We just read the card that is out there right now. So I'm guessing no pre-show, no battle royal like they always do at Mania. They're not doing any of that. I mean, there's a pre-show each night. It starts at six. The pre-show starts at five on the they network. Can't, but they can't do a battle royal because of the number of people in the ring. Seriously, that's not a joke. Oh, it'd be just a COVID battle. Yeah, royal. they can't go over ten. <laughs> they have have a right. nine-handed COVID royal. Uh, that's interesting. So, next question. I didn't see this. Are they? I guess the NXT takeover is not. They're not that, doing it. That's been canceled, and all the matches have been moved to the next few episodes of regular NXT programming on Wednesday nights, which is which sucks because that would have been such a good show. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, that's been canceled. Indeed. Do we have any idea how many other episodes for Raw and SmackDown they've already taped in advance? Apparently, they've taped all the way through next. So they've got Raw Monday in the can WrestleMania. And then they're going to go live with SmackDown next Friday is what I was told or not told what I read. I don't okay. have contacts in the WWE <laughs> to be very clear. And you know what else is weird is normally, which again, we would have been there for the raw after WrestleMania is always a huge, cause that's kind of where they reset. You know, if they're going to introduce any new talent that happens, you know, the next, uh, feuds will start i mean are they is that all gonna happen i mean i can't imagine them making like i can't imagine the dream being moved up to the main roster with no crowd you know right i think it's just gonna be a, a one hour three different one hour interviews one with <laughs> mcintyre one with lynch and one with somebody else i don't know the kabuki warriors which is gonna be real confusing <laughs> It's going to be very confusing. Oh, my gosh. Michael Cole's there with a COVID mask holding the <laughs> mic in between them. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, there's the WrestleMania preview. So go ahead and lock all those picks in, and people can win their $5,000 DraftKings prize. That's all right. And until, until next week, gentlemen, you guys practice social distancing. Stay safe. Wash your hands.